everyone, this is Jennifer Dono and you're watching the live daily webcast here on YFELive.com. Very excited because we've got a co-host today, Ursula Reynolds. Ursula, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Our show today, by the way, you guys, the topic is all about branding. So we're talking about um, some top headlines, uh, Lululemon, Obamacare, all sorts of fun things like that around the topic of branding. And Ursula actually chose this theme um, because it's Thematic Thursday because she yes. recently did a talk with um, the Junior League. Yes, Junior League of Atlanta. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe then let's go into the topic of branding. Sure. Um, I'm Ursula Reynolds. I am from Georgia, so I apologize if my twang is a little strong, but um, I'm from Georgia and I have a jewelry company, which is called Ubrin, and I specialize in cultured freshwater pearls and gemstone jewelry. And I got started thanks to my grandmother, who is obsessed with pearls. And so when she would pick out her jewelry, it can seriously spark an entire history lesson on the pearl and the importance of the pearl and style and grace. And so after several years of basically hoarding jewelry, that's, I am a hoarder, I confess, I'm a hoarder, <laughs> but it's a good thing. Um, my husband encouraged me, he was like, you know what, you should really start your own jewelry company. And so that's what I did. And so now I have a full shop and I'm creating different things and collaborating with people that live here in Georgia. And it's really exciting and it's it's a great time. And so I just, um, we just launched um, our monogram collection, which I don't know if you know, but it's extremely huge in the South to um, have a monogram. You pretty much put a monogram on anything and everything. And so I'm just sticking with jewelry. I'm not putting monograms on t-shirts or anything like that, but um, I'm collaborating with an engraver here in Georgia. And um, I just um, launched some rings and some earrings and hopefully I'd like to branch out and have brooches as well. Just kind of bring it old school. I love the vintage glamour feel. And so that's definitely what I'm going for. So I'm excited. Well, so, and tell us a little bit about Junior League then and how you branched out into the branding piece and how you did that presentation. What was that about? Sure. Um, Junior League of Atlanta, it's a volunteer, a women's volunteer organization with over 4,000 members. And um, I'm the director of marketing strategy with the Junior League. And so we usually have different programs and we speak to different people. And one of the things that we're focusing on this year because we'll be 100 years old in a couple of years, and that's exciting, is the branding aspect. How do you stay relevant in 2013 and beyond? And so um, one of the things we focus on is brand awareness. You know, you have to, number one, tell your story. Number two, collaborate with like-minded people to, you know, make your story become viral. And the third thing is to never stop pitching so you can always remain relevant you know, with the time. So that's, I would say, the top three things we focus on. Well, that's a great segue into um, a brand that is, you know, very, very old and um, that has had uh, some mentions in the media recently because their chief, I think it's a creative director or someone high within the executives, is moving over to uh, Apple, and that's Burberry. Yes. And so yes. I don't know if you got a chance to look over that article because I... <laughs> I sent it to her very, um, probably like, what, an hour ago? 
<laughs> no, no, no. I I actually, I've been stalking Angela. She's the CEO that's now going over to Apple because I absolutely love the story and what she did. You look at that company, that company is over 150 years old. So she definitely went in there and changed everything. And she implemented so many great, um, I guess, stuff with social media, like, you know, they wanted the customer to become more involved because, you know, with brands like that, with fashion shows, it's kind of hush hush and you have to know somebody to be invited to the fashion show. And, you know, the fashion doesn't appear in the stores until six months later. So you almost felt removed. And she came in, she changed that. She was the first to start live streaming fashion show, which is awesome. And she put the power back in the customer's hand where they were able to actually order the clothing that they saw real time and it would be delivered at their door in three weeks. So she's changed. She's just, I think she's changed the fashion game and it's clearly evident in their sales this year, but it's just so exciting what she's doing with the company. And I'm sure she's going to carry that in and do that with Apple See, as well. This is why I was so excited to have co-hosts on because I had no idea about any of the things you yes. just said. <laughs> so that's yep. so cool. I just thought it was a cool story because um, it's now hit the, for the first time, the 1 billion euro mark. And that's a big yes. deal for a company like Burberry. Huge. And Huge. all I'd heard is that she is um, known for bringing back the classic trench coat. And um, oh, so much more than that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And that's all I had heard. So that's fascinating. And I just, the brand of Burberry, I think, is very well respected, but it's not necessarily for me. It's just recently been more in the spotlight because I paid attention to it more for business purposes. So, yeah, that's very interesting. And, I mean, as far as the fashion uh, world goes, is is this a company that... Um, I guess why why did you pay attention to it? And where did you find all of that out? Like what's the what's the history behind you and the brand and your relationship well, to the brand? Well, I think jewelry and fashion and accessories it's all intertwined. So, um when I was trying to figure out how do I I guess rise above all of the thousands of jewel, you know, jewelry companies and accessory companies that are out there. And so what I started doing is I just did a little research and I wanted to see who were the top performers and why they were the top performers and what were they doing that was different that separated them from all of the competitors. And um, Burberry just, everywhere I searched, they just kept coming up in the listings. Like, you know, they're innovative and they're doing this new digital thing and, you know, they're streaming live and it was all about getting the customers excited again. Because, I mean, if you're 150 years old, you can get a little, you know, I guess, dusty. People don't want to, you know, and I think she was trying to get in there, rebrand it, make it fresh again to, you know, the younger generation. And she did a really good job. And a lot of people are taking notes and they're changing. And if you notice now this year, a lot of companies, fashion shows, they stream live their fashion show events. It didn't used to be like I that. Know, everyone's like, doing it, it feels like now. Exactly. Very so she's cool. a trailblazer. So Very cool. Well, talking about trailblazers, unfortunately, this next company that we're talking about as far as branding goes um, was one as far as Lululemon goes. They were definitely known for being a, a big hallmark or a big, um, a big player in the Whatever fitness apparel. Goal, and recently they've made a lot of little hiccups. That's why and one of them, I shouldn't say hiccups, right? Ursula, I mean, this is pretty bad branding. <laughs> 
here. What so exactly Lululemon, one of their, what I think of this whole uh, story, you, you, so the whole the thing is that Lululemon came out with this new pant do anything and a line of pants and the technology behind the fabric. Essentially what women would do is that they wear it. It's the same fabric that they've used in the past, but they've used less of it. So it would stretch and it was very revealing. And so the CEO came out, he was on Bloomberg, and he said, essentially, you know, people are saying that he said this, but I really don't think it was, I watched the actual piece and I'll have to link to this. I don't think he said it, but people took it as some women can't wear our pants because their thighs are too big. And so that's not essential. That's not really what he said. I think it was taken out of context a little bit. But either way, what he did was very, I mean, it was hurtful to the brand because the brand is all about high quality. So no matter what he said, the brand was already in trouble, right? Yeah, I, I think the best thing he should have done is just come out and say, I'm sorry. Thank you for providing feedback. This is what we can do to make it better versus saying, well, you know what? It's it's really not our fault. It's the customer's fault. Why would you? And, and you're right. He didn't say it's the customer's fault, but a lot of customers no, perceived no, no. it that way. No, he did know? say it was the customer's fault. If you, if you watch yeah. the Bloomberg thing, he didn't say that women's thighs were too fat or anything like that, but he did yeah. say the pants are having this, this issue because of the way women wear them or use them. They use them improperly, which I think yeah. is ridiculous because your whole yeah. brand is set to the, meet the customer's needs. And if your customer is doing things that are improper for the actual pant, then that that's an issue. And their whole yeah. brand is built upon quality. That's why you pay $120 for yoga pants. I know. I know. I was thinking when I read that, I was like, you know, if the customers are deciding to come to you for a pair of yoga pants they could get at Target, Walmart, anywhere. Like I said, you should say, I'm sorry. Thank you for your feedback. Let's see how we can make this better, whether it's making the cotton thicker or more, you know, stretchy or whatever. I, yeah, it was just a bad move. <laughs> All right. So I just want to apologize to everyone in the chat. They're saying that the audio was on. Uh, that was my fault. I didn't realize that video was playing. <laughs> you probably just got an ad over what we were saying. So... Um, But yeah, so I just, the whole situation frustrates me and I think what it brings it back, you know what's also really frustrating apart from the idea that this brand is hurt for the customer and it's kind of, it's, you know, it's not a good feeling inside for us is that it's a publicly traded company and people purchase this stock and they're relying on it being what the brand promise is as far as quality goes and a certain quality. I mean, it's quality across all planes, right? For this brand, it's quality of life, it's quality of health. Yes. It's, yes. I mean, they've built upon this. And so it was really, I think it's going to be hurtful for the stockholders. It's going to be hurtful for the employees and hopefully people, it'll just be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm not super thrilled about uh even the apology from the ceo i think it i know i don't know comment below everyone that's watching mm-hmm. comment with how you would have handled this in in response uh so like ursula you were saying about the apology earlier on and not blaming it on the customer um, yeah. for those of you that are watching make sure that you comment in and let us know what your thoughts are so we've talked about fashion as far as branding goes because that's what our topic is today our topic is all about branding as a theme and what's happening in the headlines and so we talked about lululemon and burberry a bit as far as fashion but there's another um a big branding snafu that's happening in my opinion with (laughs) obamacare right Uh, yes where do you start jennifer where do you begin (laughs) what is the deal with that right i don't i totally i I don't understand it's i 
I, I looked at the ads and the first thing that came to my mind is this company. Well, first I thought it was a joke and I was scrolling down. I was like, okay, where I'm looking for the sentence that says, haha, this is a joke. This really did not happen. You know, this is a parody, but it's, it's real. And I think that this company that's behind it, they clearly do not know their target audience. And it was offensive on so many levels. Like, did you see the ad where it was, um, I think it was the female that said, um, I hope this guy is easy as me getting my birth control pill. I mean, I was just like, are you serious? Are you really saying that? Are you equating, you know, birth control pills with like, it's, it was just wrong. No, it was definitely wrong. And so if you read this article, it's in Fast Company and we'll include this. I mean, they're saying that at least people are uh, talking about it, talking about insurance, talking about young people getting covered. And my problem here is that it's not an issue of people talking about it and making sure that young people understand. It's an issue of branding. And I think Obamacare is going through enough right now that this yeah. is not helping the situation at all. No. Um, it adds to confusion and it's just making the whole thing just look more of a joke than it really is. And so this this company is out of Colorado that's handling the ads and it's a 20, what, a 25-year-old, something like that, that's handling the yeah. ads. Yeah. And uh, he thought that this is back to his fraternity brothers, and he thought it would resonate with young people. So I don't know, you guys. You'll have to let us know what your opinion is. Um, at LP Fashionista saying that they're kind of the got milk type ads and that they obviously have no faith in today's generation. And that's true. I mean, we can yes. take this seriously. Yes, yes, I agree. I I found it insulting on so many levels. And the, the domain name for it is, um, what is it? Do you got insurance.com? I was like, <laughs> do you got insurance? Really? Twin year olds are, are talking like that. I was like, oh, okay. But it's just, I, I see what they were trying to do, but they missed the mark on so many levels. And I think, yeah, you can have, you can get the conversation started, but if you're the butt of the jokes, do you, is it really worth it? Like, did you achieve your goal? Because that's what's happening right now. It's not a good conversation, you know? I just see it as a, and yeah, at Corey Freeman is saying, as a member of today's generation, I agree. I just, I I see it as a huge branding issue for Obamacare. Yes. They're already dealing with a website and the stock photo that was on there, that's another issue they're having. Yes. And so it's a good lesson for us to take away is that... <laughs> uh, own your brand, control it, yes. and make sure that, especially for something as big as this, each state has their own, you know, Obamacare. What what are we doing to make sure that even our tiniest little communities understand what our brand stands for and how they can turn, you know, how they can then turn that into their specific city? So it's kind of like the franchising model. It was just yeah. handled really poorly. And Stacy is saying that she thinks this happens a lot. People speak to the lowest common denominator. I think that's a great point. Um, I don't know if people should do that, but it uh, it definitely does happen. She's right. Yeah. So the last story that we want to talk about is Victoria's Secret fashion show. Ursula, I don't know if you follow anybody on Instagram, if you're on Instagram a lot, but I'm constantly on mm-hmm. Instagram. And that's all I saw last night was people at the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Oh, wow. I, I totally you missed that, that last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally missed that. The only thing I, I heard about that was the – infamous $10 million bra. And I was like, <laughs> did you see that? Like, what was the big hoopla around that? I didn't was see that, like, but they always have okay. something like that. And the the I, I want to make sure that we don't um, 
we don't stay on too much longer. But the the thing that I was taking away from the whole Victoria's Secret fashion show is definitely a branding um, victory, if you can say. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. they, were, they yeah. were so smart in getting all of these bloggers uh, involved because that's who I was seeing on on Instagram oh. as bloggers. And you know who was really big in there talking about Lululemon from earlier, kind of mm-hmm. bringing this all full circle and branding and headlines? Since Lululemon is going down as far as fitness share of the market, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret and other companies are really trying to capture the piece that they're losing, right? That's so smart. I know. So Victoria's <laughs> Secret is really trying to branch out. A lot of the, the bloggers that were taking photos were fitness bloggers, getting people behind mm-hmm. the brand. Um, but I also think it's really interesting how Victoria's Secret has segmented its brand into little mini compartments. And so like mm-hmm. the pink line... I don't know if uh, Victoria's Secret sh- uh, stores are like this in your area, but mm-hmm. for us, pink is a whole almost different store at this point. It is. It is. And I think it, it caters or markets to the younger generation, the younger crowd, like still high school, college, right? The pink line with right. the like the jogging suits and the more, I guess, casual sleepwear. Yeah. And so I think it's an interesting mix. I'm going to be really excited to see the the fashion show. Um, I'm I'm one of those people that watches it every year. And, uh, <laughs> and I really love their brand. I um, I've yeah. And I'll, at LP Fashionista saying she really loves how Victoria's Secret Pink has involved bloggers. It's a smart mm-hmm. move. And so collaboration. Um, exactly. Yep. And I'm excited to see how they how they, you know, market their brand into those different segments with still making it, you know, the appeal, the glamour, the sex appeal mm-hmm. and the glamour still stand out while still appealing to like the fitness teeny and, and I don't want to say teeny boppers, but like the high out of college college girls. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's smart when you start that way, because I think Burberry did the same thing where they want to reach out to the aspirational buyers. So even if they can't afford that $850 trench coat, if they're thinking about it at age 18 and still thinking about it at age 25, when they have the money at age 30, guess where they're going to go to buy their first that trench coat? That is an awesome point. It's, I mean, that's yes. exactly what we're reading for Bootstrap Book Club right now, The Power of Glamour. Mm-hmm. She really yes. hits at home the idea that... Um, you know, you want to attain this and it's something of a goal, something that you can experience right now. And it's a powerful reminder. It's almost um, self, uh, it just comes about because of the mm-hmm. way that you thought about it. So anyway, yep. Ursula, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being my first co-host. It's a really Yay! scary thing to be the guinea pig. So <laughs> so excited about that. Where can everyone find you after this? Um, I am on Twitter at Ubrin. I'm on Instagram at Ubrin. And on Facebook, um, it's Ubrin Jewelry. Awesome. And we'll make sure to include all the links with all of this, too. So, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Thank you to Ursula for being our co-host today. She's awesome. So excited (laughs) to actually see you in person, too. I mean, face-to-face, because you always contribute with amazing opinions and everything. But uh, this is a a definite treat. So, everyone, you've been watching the Daily Live webcast. And, again, it's on every day at 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFELive.com. And so we're going to be back tomorrow, and it's Focus Friday. We've got another guest, and it's going to be so much fun. Uh, one big thing that it's a request for me to use to join our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailed it. 
I'm going to send out an email later on, probably at the beginning of next week, letting you know when this hits iTunes. And I would love to have you rate it and comment because that makes sure that people find out more about the young female entrepreneurs that we feature. So again, it's yfe.me forward slash mailed it. This is Jennifer Dono. You've been watching the daily live webcast here on yfelive.com. Thank you so much for coming.